Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Wow, do we have some things to get to today, folks, as we recap the weekend in Razorback football. And I, you know what? I, I usually, on Mondays, kind of go to other storylines, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do it this time. I think I just have to stay on topic and stay on the point of the Razorbacks because there is plenty, and I mean plenty, to go through and break down and look into with the Razorbacks and their stunning, embarrassing, humiliating, and shameful loss to San Jose State on Saturday by a final score of 31-24. to Razorback fans, if I, I did the post-game show after the San Jose State game, and it, we didn't really get on the air till about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. It, we went into the wee hours of the morning on Sunday morning and still had plenty of people calling in, texting in, tweeting in, whatever, just absolutely infuriated and beside themselves. And I'm going to – how I opened up that post-game show is similar to how I'm going to open up this podcast and, and saying some of the same things because I think it's important to reiterate exactly how I feel and how I feel about the current situation that the Razorback football team finds themselves in. What I witnessed on Saturday was disgraceful. It was by far, in my opinion, the worst loss in Razorback football history, and that includes the Citadel, because the Citadel actually went on to be a decent team that year in their own respect in the FCS. Now, that one will always get remembered remembered more because then Jack Crow was fired immediately afterwards, and Arkansas kind of went into a lull in the mid-'90s, finally bounced back, but that was always the game that was pointed to as being a turning point, especially when you first entered into the SEC. Now, so it may not have the big historical context and the historical content, if you will, of what happened against the Citadel, but what this game had was something that I had to – kind of sit down and really try to wrap my head around. I can't think of any reason. I can't give any excuse. I can't defend anybody. And I don't really want to. I don't want to. Whatever criticisms and complaints that were thrown to Chad Morris and this coaching staff are completely and totally warranted. Because that team that I saw on Saturday was not ready to play. Chad Morris even admitted it in his post-game press conference that the team was not ready. He noticed something there in the pregame that was bothering him a little bit. He just felt like, you know, there was just too much giddiness, if you will. And I understand and appreciate him being honest and being forthcoming about that. But... Folks, that's on Chad Morris. Not having your team ready is on Chad Morris. Laying a complete and total egg against a terrible, terrible opponent at home in front of your fans is on you. And the more I think about it, the more frustrated and angry that I get. Razorback fans, you deserve better. You deserve better than what you have seen and what you have been given on the football field over the past few years, and especially right now. Chad Morris has yet to deliver on anything. 
anything. This offense looked pretty decent against Colorado State. They looked like they had turned a corner. But you know what? They didn't want to win that game. They didn't act like they cared about it. They looked, acted like they had been feeling themselves and they were maybe looking ahead towards AM, whatever the case may be. But whatever it was, was pathetic. And I am sick and tired of having to do my radio show, do post games, do these podcasts, and trying to figure out why, oh, why does Arkansas football continue to embarrass and humiliate themselves in this fan base in this state? I'm running out of answers. I'm running out of patience. I am running out of everything. And to me, this is something that cannot stand. It cannot be tolerated. And I'm not calling for Chad Morris to be fired right now because I've always felt like coaches should be judged on seasons, not on games. Because even though mathematically they're still able to make to a bowl game, uh, I don't think they will, but you still got to wait the season until it plays out unless just something terrible is going on and something we don't even realize. But I'm telling you right now, and, and this is my complete and total opinion. If Chad Morris doesn't get it turned around this year, and if Arkansas wins three games, I'll even give them one more win. They have eight games left. Say if they only win three games, which is right now, I think about, you know, expected. And I don't even know if that's the case, but still just say if they win three games, beat Western Kentucky, 0-8 in SEC. You have to fire Chad Morris. Sorry. You have to fire him. 0-16 in the SEC in two years. Five total wins. Three of those losses in non-conference to non-Power 5 opponents. Bad non-Power 5 opponents. Sorry. I don't care how well you recruit. I don't care how much the players like you. I don't care about your, you know, your, your plan and your future that you think that you can build this into. I don't care about any of that because that doesn't matter. I mean, we ask you as a coach to compete in the SEC. Not necessarily win it every year. Not necessarily even win the West. But to be competitive. And right now, Chad Morris is 1-2 against Mountain West opponents as the head coach of Arkansas. Forget the SEC. He's not even competing against the Mountain West. And that's a fact. I am at the point to where I am wanting Chad Morris to show me something. I'm kind of off of him now. I'm off the bandwagon. I'm done with Chad Morris until he proves to me otherwise. Because, folks... Getting embarrassed and humiliated in your home stadium again cannot stand. I'm sick of it, and I know you are too. That North Texas game was bad last year. San Jose State is worse. Much, much worse. And you want to tell me, Chad Morris, that the reason that your team wasn't ready is because you didn't have them ready? That... Maybe they celebrated a little too much after Colorado State was feeling themselves a little bit. That's your reason for not having them ready. That's on you. Good coaches do not allow that to happen. If this was an SEC opponent, okay. Still wouldn't like it. Still wouldn't be acceptable. But okay. 
but a terrible Mountain West team in San Jose State? And that's the showing that you give? That's you going out in front of your home fans, fans who have spent a lot of money on season tickets and on donations and on tailgating and all of that and spending a lot of their time and effort and coming out and supporting you. That's what you give them. That's how you repay them. With that performance, get out of here, man. Sorry. You're going to have to prove something to me. You're going to have to prove something to this fan base. I don't want you fired. I want you to prove it. I want you to prove you're worth this just absolutely unacceptable performances, all of them. You have to prove yourself to me and to this fan base. And until you do, I'm not buying anything you're selling. I'm not believing anything you say. I'm not believing about how good practice was, how good this player looks, what you're trying to accomplish, any of that. I'm not buying it. You have ran out of the benefit of the doubt, my man. It's time to put up or shut up. It's time to win. It's time to be competitive. Because these losses, again, cannot and will not be tolerated and accepted. If you can't handle this job, if you can't handle being the head coach of the University of Arkansas Razorback football team, then you need to get out. Period. And it has nothing to do with you as a person or anything like that. But what you have shown so far is that you don't look like you are capable of coaching in the SEC because right now you don't even look like you're capable of coaching in the Mountain West. It's not the SEC losses, folks. It's the losses to these teams. I don't think I'm being too harsh. And, you know, this, I never blame players. I mean, players got to make plays. I get it. But when it comes to the basic things like having your team ready to go against San Jose State, that's the best you can do. I want no part of that. So, Chad, you got eight games left. You got seven SEC games left. What are you going to do? How are you going to prove yourself? Because right now, I'm not feeling what you're putting down. And I think a lot of Razorback fans are with me on that, too. Show me something. Bring me back. I'll gladly be supportive of you. But until that point, you're on your own, buddy. You're on your own. You know, the thing is, folks, is that since you may not be wanting to use your time and money in going to Razorback football games, which I can understand, you have other options. You have concerts to go to, right? Or maybe you want to go to other sporting events. Whatever it is, luckily you have a place called Vivid Seats that can help you out in making all of your favorite events and all your dreams come true to see concerts across the country. Listen, you can go and see these live events, concerts, theater, sports, whatever it is, using the Vivid Seats app. Vivid Seats offers great prices and on purchasing experiences as well as in-app loyalty programs called the Vivid Seats Rewards. With reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers like you could earn up 10% up to 16% credit on all your purchases through the app through the month of September. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app and you're automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards program. And here's the best deal, folks. If you go in there and you want to buy your tickets, enter your promo code of KICKOFF at your checkout 
and you receive a discount up to $100. That's right. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout. Received a $100 discount with the Vivid Seats app. So check it out. Again, Vivid Seats, Google Play, Google Play Apple Store, whatever it is, make it happen. Get your tickets, get your discounts, and get your promo code ready with Vivid Seats. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Again, we're going to stick with Arkansas football because there's so many things to uh, to really un- un- <laughs> unwrap here in this whole thing. But, uh, you know, most of you, at least the ones that uh, have gotten after me on social media and called into my radio show and whatnot, you want Chad Morris fired. You want him fired. You want him gone. You want him, You want to move on. And, you know, I don't blame you. I don't. I don't blame you for feeling that way. I don't think it should happen where he should be fired right now, but I don't blame you because you, this isn't just the one-time thing. This wasn't just a one-time game where you know you you lost it and you know it's just a just a bad game and it was just the stars aligned for San Jose State. No, this has become far too frequent. You're losing these games, and for those of you who want him gone, again, I don't blame you, but. You got to realize that Hunter Yurichek finds himself in a very precarious situation because he's a winning. He wants to win. He wants to make sure that he has a winning program. He's not Jeff Long, all right. Jeff Long was more concerned about Jeff Long than he was about winning, and I don't get that vibe from Hunter Yurichek. Hunter Yurichek, I'm not. I, don't, I mean, this jury's still out as far as what he's done so far in his hires. I give him a – he's done a good job with the basketball team, I think, and Eric Musselman. I think that was a rock star hire. Um, you know, we'll see how he does with the other jobs, like, for instance, the Jordan Weber hire for gymnastics. You know, I know that that doesn't get talked about, and it's not a big revenue-generating sport, but still he made the hire. So we'll see how that plays out. That may be successful. So my point is is that Hunter Yurchek has proven himself so far to be solid when it comes to making these coaching changes and decisions and hiring people. Now – if it came to football, I, I don't know how that would play out. And I don't really know if you know how it plays out because I've had people who have just said, oh, well, Arkansas, they'll, they'll can go get this thing. Bring Bobby back. Bring Bobby Petrino back. Stop. Stop, 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 stop. Listen, I love Bobby Petrino as much as anybody. I loved when he was coach. I love those glory days. But he doesn't need to come back. I Personally, I would rather go with somebody else that might be younger, more interject, trying to prove themselves. Then, then go with Bobby at this point. Bobby's lost his fire. You know, the ending of Louisville when he was his second stint there was awful. It was terrible. He was getting blown out, and the team gave up on him. It's just that's not what risk that I think is worth taking at this juncture. Now, that's not to say you can't go out and you can't get a named coach or get some coach that you would feel comfortable and confident about him coming in and turning this program around. That's fine if you want to do that. But listen, Bobby's not coming back. Bobby's not coming back. So just move on from that. If you want some, if you want to get somebody else in here instead of Chad Morris, fine. Again, I don't blame you for that. In fact, I might be leaning towards that myself. Time will tell. Again, got to wait till these games play out. But you know, just just remember that as much as it sucks right now, and none of you really want to see Chad Morris as coach anymore, or at least not. Maybe make some bigger change. Maybe like would coordinators do that? Because I've heard some people say that, like, hey, fire, fire Joe Craddock or fire John Chavis. 
I mean, okay, but what really does that do? Does that does that just automatically change everything? Because again, the problems that we're seeing with this team has nothing to do with like play calling or necessarily even game planning. I think that I mean it has something to do with that. But to me, the biggest problem is this team is not disciplined enough. This team does not have a sense of direction. This team is not all on the same page. And that's all falls at the hands of the head coach. And Chad Morris is not a dumb coach. He's not he's not stupid. He's, he knows football. He doesn't get to the you don't get to the point you're at for being dumb. You can get to the point you're at by working hard and having successes of where you've been. Now, again, if you think that Chad Morris isn't the guy, that's fine. Again, I get it. But he didn't get here by being dumb. I think that there is some qualities that he has that can at least give you some sort of hope and some sort of reason to believe that he could be a good head coach. I get it. But he's got to learn that in college football, in the SEC, it's about recruiting, yes, but only so far. Recruiting can only take you so far. I think that he's done a phenomenal job in the recruiting game. But I get this vibe that he's almost going so hard into the recruiting game, he's forgetting about coaching. I mean, that's the vibe I get. Listen, it's not even like, you know, he's going to these games and thinking that, you know, he's whatever reason that you believe. If you think that he's going to these games and he's not he's not very bright and he doesn't have a good game plan, that's fine. But I get the vibe that he's going into these games in over his head right now and he doesn't know how to prepare these teams for battle. These young, raw, talented teams for battle to, to get them all focused in on the task at hand. And now, like, for instance, the club dub thing that was after Colorado State, that looks terrible. Because now it looks like you were all in on celebrating after a very mediocre and average win against Colorado State. You went all in, you start celebrating, start acting fools, which, again, is fine if you're winning. But as soon as you lose the next week, you get looked back on it and it was like, yeah, never do that again. Because you think, like, you didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve to celebrate like that. You didn't. I mean, listen, you beat Colorado State by giving up 34 points. And you think that's worthy of of turning your locker room into a nightclub? Please. Please. Stop with the nonsense, man. Stop with all, all of these extra things that don't matter. If you want to recruit and use it for recruiting purposes and use that reason, fine. But you got to coach first. Coach. Get your teams ready. Get them focused. Get them to understand that you can't take a week off. You're not talented enough to live off talent alone, as Herb Brooks once said. You're not to that point. So stop. Go out there and coach your team. Get them ready for the games. Because I'm telling you, you're making fools out of everybody, especially the Razorback faithful, And those are the last people at this point in time that you ever want to make fools out of. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are locked on.
Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.